traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. And so financial freedom is just a formula. It's not necessarily a number. It's a number based on what your current lifestyle is. Wait, and there's wait, levels to it, too. Break that down. So tell, tell me what this formula is. You're saying it's a formula, but I want to understand yeah. what you mean by the formula. This is something that we talk about on our podcast a lot. It's called um, three. This is called levels of financial freedom. So level one is welcome to Successfully Excludes Podcast, where I find regular people doing extraordinary and phenomenal things in corporate America and entrepreneurship. Of course, I'm your host, Dr. K. I have with me today Marlon Walls. Appreciate you coming on, brother. Now, I appreciate you for having me, man. I, I appreciate you uh, reaching out. I know we've been connecting through um, Instagram, also the morning meetups. So shout out David Shans and everybody. So I'm excited to be on here, man. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. So uh, since you touched on it, I'll go ahead and talk a little bit about this group that we get in every single morning, Monday through Friday. It's phenomenal. We talk about things like my podcast. You have a podcast as well, right? Yes, sir. So we've had a podcast for two and a half years, almost uh, three years now. It's crazy. Uh, Money Monopolizers. We've been uh, so when I say we, I'm talking about me and my uh, friends since junior high. We've both kn known each other, both have pretty much pushed each other to be the best version of ourselves and kind of have gone on, on our financial freedom journey together. And so that is uh, and within that journey has been the podcast as well. So we've done like over 120 episodes and we've continued to push the 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 narrative of financial freedom as opposed to like the status quo of life of like going to graduating college going to a nine to five working for 40 years and then maybe living 11 years for to uh, work for years to uh, to um, retire and so that's kind of um been our, our philosophy about around the podcast itself and that's an awesome philosophy but the, the stuff that y'all give through money monopolizes that podcast and a podcast like you know mine successfully excludes to me, that en encompasses what the morning meetup is all about. I mean, you've got yeah. hundreds of people that come together because so often entrepreneurship, you're isolated, right? Yep. So, so how do you um, how, how do you go about getting into groups and finding yourself, you know, coordinating with people like that? Yeah. So that's a whole story, man, because in the beginning, it was just me and uh, my podcast co-host. So I'm going to just I'm gonna refer to him as his actual name, Alex. 
So me and Alex, before we would uh, be the only two that would have conversations around like investing. Cause so back, back in 2018, me and him both decided that we wanted to pursue real estate and real estate was our main thing that we were um, like trying to utilize in order to achieve like financial freedom and like build wealth for ourselves. And we had said like goals to retire early and everything. The problem is that we found that we were the only two in our in our like uh, groups like back then that were uh, uh, like having this, this type of conversation. Like um, when we thought about our, our high school friends or even our friends from college, nobody was talking about like let's, let's achieve financial freedom or they didn't even know what that was. They didn't, they weren't talking about investing. They were talking about let's, what club are we going to on Friday, Saturday, Friday or Saturday night. So we're like, OK, if we have the same conversations that we've been having already and instead we put a camera in front of us and like and pretty much do what's called a podcast, we'll be able to start spreading the same message to more people. So more people are familiar with it, more people know about it. And then we'll be able to um, start having conversations with more people. So that was like the initial spurt of the podcast because we're trying to build more of a community around like this new narrative of uh, trying to achieve financial freedom as opposed to live like like I said living that status quo and then going into um like 2019 and 2020 this is where we really started having more conversations with other guests like we started bringing on different guests so we started knowing about more people that were on the same path that we were on and that was trying to achieve that were trying to achieve early financial freedom that were building um, wealth empires through businesses or through investing. And so now we started building up our own community just through our, within our guests. And uh, we were able to just continue to make more connections that way. And that kind of is what led to me joining the morning meetup, like in late 2020, because um, David Shams was actually one of the guests we had tried to reach out to, to be on our podcast, whole story on that. <laughs> but um, that led me to wanting to join the morning meetup because I realized that the power of community was so big as far as being able to, um, I guess, reach all new levels because you, now you have more of a, more accountability partners. You have more people that can push you forward, that can give you new ideas. And it's been above and beyond anything I could have imagined back then. It's, it's awesome to have, like you say, community, somebody that can push you and give you ideas. But what I also like about the community is that you can realize that you're not the only person going through something. Sometimes right. you go through struggles as an entrepreneur or just in life in general, and you come to find out that you're not the only one. Right. Now, that that was very huge. And I think that's huge for a lot of other people, too, because like even today, as a perfect example, I was in the morning meetup earlier and somebody has said, have messaged, um, you, you know, Brynn, she's like the, the a person who runs like the uh, the book club conversation, but she also runs like she's like the um, administrator for the group. And people will message her personally because they're too afraid to actually message in the in the main chat about like what their question is, because they feel like they have a dumb question or they feel like nobody is thinking that but them. And what you realize is that when you get into a community like this, majority of people do not necessarily know everything that that there is to know about business. Like this is why the community was created to help people actually get to the next level. And so the, the dumb questions that you think you have, that is actually inviting that is invited to be asked in that, that type of environment because we're all trying to level up. Like at the end of the day, we're all trying to get to the next level. We nobody has it figured out. Even the people that are answering the questions may still not know all the answers. But that that's why it's a safe space for you to be okay with not knowing it all, but being re ready and willing to grow. And that's it. Ready and willing to grow. You got to be able to take stuff in. And you, you talked about um, your desire to get into investing. And mm -hmm. I, are you only are you only talking about real estate investing? Are you talking about 
the financial markets? What, what type of investment? So, yeah, back in back in 2018, we had both me and Alex had both read a book uh, called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And that was, oh, man, that was in February of 2018. I think I, I read that book in two days, by the way. <laughs> it was a whole like a um, whole story about how that came about. But he had recommended the book to me. And February 2018, I, I read that book. For, and like I said, within two days and my entire mindset kind of shifted towards saying, let's find, find a way to build. Find, build towards the financial freedom that he was talking about in the book. And so both me and Alex would have conversations and at, we were pretty much said, okay, how can we get there? Like what, what, what route, what method can be used in order to get to everything that Robert Kiyosaki was talking about inside of the park, no, inside of the, um, the book. And we settled on real estate. That's something that kept on coming up constantly over and over. And so our goal was to achieve financial freedom through real estate primarily or solely we we're going to just continue to flip houses. We were going to do multiple rental properties and we we're going to achieve financial freedom that way. And that was just our, our main way of, uh, of like um, our, our financial freedom strategy was all through just the re- through real estate in the beginning. And it wasn't until the podcast where we started shifting our strategy because we started interviewing different guests who were building uh, financial freedom or who were building towards financial freedom faster through their different business ventures. Yeah. But you said y'all started the podcast. You had this desire to get into investing, which was sparked by reading, which is phenomenal, right? You, you got to read to expand your mind and, and yes, sir. something else. But you and Alex, your co-host, were the only ones kind of in this environment that had this idea and this this will and desire to to have more. How did y'all push yourselves to not be kind of some, you know, succumb to the environment you're in and say, nobody's doing this, but I'm going to be the oddball and step out and learn something different. To be honest, man, we've always been like that. So we both have personalities that push us to the top of whatever space we're in. So for myself, I was always driven towards like being, um, just being great at whatever I do. Whatever I do, I'm going to give my absolute best effort and um, I'm, my effort is usually going to push me to like being at the top of um, whatever group I'm in and just be, just by nature, to be honest. His drive is to always be the best at whatever he does. So both, combine both of us together, we almost are like rivals at the same time while we're uh, doing whatever. Like that even came came to something as, as minuscule as, as playing NBA 2K. Like we would have whole rivalry <laughs> like, uh, man, we would play like seven games a day. Just in playing 2K, like I'll win one, he'll win one. We go back and forth, back and forth. Nobody was touching us in 2K because whenever we did, we applied the same mentality of I'm about to be great. Or I'm about to be the best in this particular field. And so I don't care how how well or what everybody else is doing. It's just like I know that I want to be the best at this. or I want to be great at this. So I'm going to put my full fledged effort into it despite what anybody else is doing. And so that same mentality carried over into the real world. And um, what we saw was that. The life that we were that um, we were, I guess, taught to live is not necessarily a life that we cho- want that we desire for ourselves. And so we chose to go a different route, even though that everybody else was going one route. We knew that there was examples, at least, of, some, of people that were able to achieve success earlier by going a different route. And so knowing that that's possible, we are, we're OK with not going along with the status quo because we know that there's other possibilities out there. And we just never were able to settle for like being in the middle of the crowd. What was it like before 
that mindset shift or your desire to get into uh, the financial markets? Were you always competitive just as a child or? I was very self-driven. So there's a story that I always tell just to give a prime example of how, how I was growing up. Um, I really didn't see anything outside of like, I had a very, very narrow tunnel vision. Like whatever is my objective at that moment is what I'm doing. I don't care what any, I'm not very swayed by outside influences. So as an example, when I was in seventh grade, my dad uh, really wanted me to play football, like really bad because we had moved down here to Texas from uh, Michigan. And, uh, down here, we we quickly realized that football was king. We moved like when I was in fifth grade. Sixth grade, I, he he put me in football. Never, I really hated it, hated the game altogether. <laughs> Seventh grade, I didn't I didn't join the football team uh, for um, junior high, even even though Alex did, and he was like way smaller than me back then. <laughs> it was crazy. So seeing him on the team was like, man, this he on the team. Hold on, I can be on there too. But my dad had told me, hey, every night before you go to bed, I want you to do two sets of uh, push ups and sit ups. I want you to start off with two sets of 25 push-ups and sit-ups before you go to bed. Every week, I want you to add one. Like so, and so next week you just be doing two sets of 26. Okay. Next week you do after week after that, two sets of 27. And continue just to do that. Like I said, I don't know what's what's wrong with me, but my brain is just like, I got to understand the assignment. Yes. I'm going straight forward from there. Literally, for the next four to five years, mm-hmm. I did that every night. Wait, <laughs> four to five years? Like, so my junior, I think I stopped my junior year of high school. I did it every single, every single night. Did you, you ever play football or did you just, you just handled that task? No. So I ended up playing football in eighth grade, but from eighth grade on, you could tell I was one of the biggest people in the, on the team. Yeah. So even today, like people see my, my physique, they're like, man, this dude huge. They're like, what you do? I don't do nothing now in comparison. Like I just go, to, I'll, I'll do the, the, the normal everyday workout, but everything happened back in junior high, no, every, in junior high and high school. Like I told you, I would do, um, what's it called? Like those, those pushups and sit-ups um, every night. I end up getting to three sets of 115 pushups and sit-ups every single night before I went to bed. And that kind of gives you an idea about just how my mentality was. Like whatever I'm doing, I'm laser focused on it. And nobody's going to be able to keep up just because I, I think one of my true gifts is consistency. No, <laughs> that is probably one of my biggest gifts because even the notes in the morning meetup, everybody has left notes before. Most people have left a, left a note or two, but yeah. how many people have done it for over a year straight? Listen, one thing I, speaking on that, one thing I get um, shocked by, well, first of all, most of the time I'm on my phone because, you know, I'm working during the day, so it's on my phone. But mm-hmm. you drop those notes and so fast, I'm like, how? How do you even get it that fast? <laughs> so now, now you're now I'm combining some of my talents with my gift. So a talent that I have is just typing fast, but a gift is my consistency. So if I combine a talent with my gift, that's where I'm able to have just un uncomparable results compared to what somebody else can perform. Because I'm I am comparing something that I am naturally talented at, which is just well, it was something I could work on, like a skill, versus 
something that is just a gift that is just like innately within me. So even doing the pushups and sit-ups, I was operating within my gift. It wasn't necessarily necessarily a a skill that I had to do pushups, but because I'm operating in my gift of consistency, that's why I was able to do it for so long because I had other people that tried to start start up pushups and sit-ups too. They like, bro, this dude huge. Let me, let me jump in on this too. I'm gonna do these uh, for every, every night. Two weeks later, hey man, you still doing those pushups? They they, they, they dropped off already. <laughs> but like I said, I was going for like five years straight, doing it every single night. And that's what kind of set me apart physically. And that led me to also getting a scholarship to, uh, to go to uh, Stephen F. Austin. That's where I went to undergrad. And I actually got a full ride scholarship to play football there. I think that all started because of seventh grade doing those pushups and sit-ups. Because of your consistency. Yes. And you told me. Now, I've heard of consistency being like a major, major key for success. And and you have to stay repetitive. You got to stay on the right path in order to get somewhere. But you talk about that as being your gift. I've never heard consistency as being somebody's gift, man. I think that might be a superpower. Yeah, man. That's what I'm saying. That, that's kind of what a gift is. Your gift is your superpower. Like, what do you do better than anybody else? Matter of fact, Steve Harvey, I used to, I love listening to him uh, like a few years ago. I listened to him every single day. He says, your gift is the thing you do the absolute best with the least amount of effort. And I'm naturally consistent. Like every morning in the morning meetup, I'm naturally, I'm just going to be here. Like, it doesn't hurt me. It doesn't, I don't dread it. I'm just, I'm actually excited to get up. It doesn't. So other people, they'll be like, man, I got to take notes again. Man, I'm, I'm sick of doing this. Somebody got to pay me for this. I ain't been paid for that. I'm just doing it. Like, it's just what I do. But I understand, also understand the the uh, key of adding value to other people, especially to other communities. You're adding and, value to other people, but nobody's retaining the information as much as the person consistently taking. Take, check this out. If not, it's a whole story with the how the notes started. When I first started taking the notes, there was I had no idea that I was going to be the note go or the note taker of the morning meetup. My thing was that because I know my strengths is consistency. My weakness is paying attention. <laughs> my week, So paying attention is not something that was always what I was good at. Like I could zone out better than anybody else. Yeah. So what keeps me focused is taking notes. And so when if I'm taking notes, I'm laser focused on what the speaker is saying. And that and I, because I type fast, I can type pretty much what they said verbatim. And so I sometimes every every now and again, they would say something that's really, really good. Like, bro, that was a gym. I would leave that in the chat and they'd be like, well, I'm so glad you caught that. <laughs> so and I was like, oh, yeah, no problem. And, <laughs> and I've always been the person too to go search links or like to go to research something when somebody has, like mentions like, I don't know, if somebody mentions a celebrity, like if they say a celebrity name, let's say Will Smith. I would literally go search Will Smith and I show a picture of him uh, just like in just day to day conversations with my friends when I was younger. And that was something I naturally did. So doing the things I was naturally like to do and um, adding that to the morning meetup, that's allowed me to be able to actually add that at that level of value to the community. But now it also lets me pay attention to what's being said at the end of the day, because otherwise I would probably zone out half the time throughout the morning meetup. So it does keep me sensitive at the same time. Yeah. So I got a question for you. So you mentioned undergrad. That would lead me to believe you went to grad school. Yep. <laughs> so that is correct. So my undergrad was at Stephen F. Austin. I uh, majored in engineering physics. And then I went to grad school at uh, Purdue. Um, that was um, when I start that. July of uh, 2018, I went to Purdue and I did a two year master's degree, I, a master's in mechanical engineering. And so 
after that, I ended up moving back. That was so Purdue was in Indiana, and I ended up moving back here to Houston afterwards. Okay. All right. So that leads me to the question: um, the businesses you run, the podcasting, the entrepreneurship, but you put all of this time, money, energy, effort into this education. Do you think that was a waste. <clears throat> Man, that's a good question. <laughs> I've been asked something like that before. Um, I wouldn't say it's a waste because I think everything does happen for a reason. Now, I will say the way I've always been is that, well, for one, my, when I did undergrad, like my full goal was just to go into engineering. The master's degree was more so because when I first graduated college, undergrad, my goal was to uh, get a mechanical engineering degree of some sort. So before I even knew about financial freedom, before I ever read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, I'd already declared or I declared it within my mind, at least that I wanted to go to grad school. And so when I got to uh, work my uh, first full time job, I had I told them immediately when I got there, I said, "Okay, I'll be here for six months. So between I graduated uh, from undergrad in December of 2017, January of 2018 is where I started working full time. And then February of 2018, like one month later, I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. So my mindset has shifted one month in. But on January, I already said I wanted to do grad school. So I was only going to be there for six months anyway. And so during that time between January 2018 and July of 2018, that one month was all narrow focused on working and uh, going to grad school. Then everything after February was about how can I start making my exit? from the nine to five life. <laughs> so I went to went to grad school almost as a formality because of what I because I like to follow through with what I say I'm going to do. Yeah. I like, I'm very I like keeping my word for whatever. So I don't like to really that's probably one of, that's a gift and a curse for me in a lot of ways. Like whatever I say I'm going to do, we're going to stick to it and get it done, even if it's irrelevant now, <laughs> because that's just that's my nature. Even the push ups that I'm going to stick to it <laughs> regardless. And um, another story, um, and when I was in, in undergrad, I was a 4.0 student every single semester, wow. like engineering physics and, and on the football team, every single semester, 4.0, that seven semesters straight. Yeah. And that, that's just my nature. Like I'm, I do whatever I see, whatever I commit to, I'm going to stick to it and I'm going to perform at a high level in it. So that's kind of just been my story. Hey, I hope you're enjoying the episode. I hate to interrupt, but I had to tell you about a community that I'm a part of. It's called The Morning Meetup. It's where hundreds of entrepreneurs gather every single morning. Look, we share ideas. We motivate each other. We share our successes. It's the perfect environment for you to not only grow as an individual, but as an entrepreneur. It's hosted by my mentor, David Shands. It's every day, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. It's no better way to start your day. Look, We've got a book club. Imagine hundreds of entrepreneurs reading the exact same book on the exact same chapter. You get to discuss that book and share your thoughts. It's very motivating. It empowers you. and You're ready to start your day. You get all of that for only one dollar. After that, it goes to seventy nine dollars a month. I have no doubts that you're going to want to stay and be a part of this community. Look, I'm there every single morning, 8 a.m. The only thing we're missing is you. The link is in the description. Go ahead. Click the link. Try it out. Join the community. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. 
protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Look forward to seeing you in the morning. So it wasn't a waste. You're using those talents now and that education to propel you in business and in entrepreneurship. Oh, yeah. And I would say a lot of um, my analytical nature has come from just becoming a good uh, engineer. So I'm able to I learned some technical skills that have really helped me out as far as, let's say, uh, spreadsheets, um, anything in regards to like doing any type of analysis. That's something that I've been able to fine tune as well by way of having an engineering background. Um, there's some other things. Some other tangible uh, things I've been able to accomplish too, or been able to take from engineering to what I do now. But uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say anything is a waste. So I think everything does happen for a reason. I've been able to build good connections everywhere I've been to, and they may be lifelong resources for me as well. So you never know what I could have, what you may have come across by way just because you chose to make a decision that may not, that you may not now see as advantageous. Right, and then you also played uh, football, and do you see? Um, sports and your athletic abilities or just that journey in itself playing a part in your entrepreneurship too? I never thought about that. Um, <clears throat> I would say, there, no, a lot of um, fundamentally, yeah, a lot of philosophies that come from playing a sport, especially at a high level, can carry over into real life in various ways. So one, I remember there's one thing I never forget that my coach used to always say, control what you can control. That was one of the biggest um, messages that he had for us just within our safeties. Cause I was a, a safety in college. That, that's my position. I played in football. Um, he would always say control what you can control because a lot of people are always concerned about the, the outside factors. Is it raining outside? Um, let's say in football sense, what did, um, what did the other person do on my team? Like the, he, he didn't do his job. So now I couldn't do my job. As long as you do your job, Everything else has to take care of itself. You can't control anybody else but yourself. And so if you can always approach everything with saying that I control what I control, then you let everything else fall into place. It's the same thing within business. If you can always believe that you're in control and you um, dictate the final outcome, you can uh, continue to place the responsibility on yourself to do what you would do to do your part. It's at the end of the day. That's kind of one of the biggest takeaways I got from playing football was, was that particular philosophy. That's a great lesson to take the responsibility because too many of us um, shun things off on our circumstances or on mm-hmm. something. I think that's a that's a great lesson to to own it, you know. 
Yep. And, and some people play play the blame game. Some people play victim. And yep. the alternative is playing is taking responsibility and saying, "I'm in the situation and I control how, how, my outcome." Absolutely. So you was making this transition, and it was all about real estate investing. How did that go? <laughs> so real estate went really well. How's that? Again? I said, how did that go? Or better yet, how is it going? <laughs> right. Yeah. So it, good question about how is it going? Because if you look at my background, if anybody is, uh, is watching on YouTube or just whatever um, video platform you have it on, um, you'll be able to see that I live in a studio apartment right now. So I got my uh, so here, actually. Oh, yeah. But if you touch on full screen, well, you can see everything for real. So front door, kitchen, <laughs> bathroom right here, bedroom. And then over here is the closet. <laughs> And then this is, my, this is my TV. This is the whole space right here. So what this is called is not, I'm not in an apartment though. I'm in an actual house that has a garage apartment attached to it. So what, what I did and what I did even back when I was in grad school, this was huge in grad school, especially I'm going to tell the grad school story first. When I was in grad school, or I guess before then, I was saving up to buy a house because we, one thing we learned within real estate was that you can lower your living expenses to achieve financial freedom earlier. And so financial freedom is just a formula. It's not necessarily a number. It's a number based on what your current lifestyle is. Wait, and there's wait. levels to it too. Break that down. So tell, tell me what this formula is. You're saying it's a formula, but I want to understand yeah. what you mean by formula. This is something that we talk about on our podcast a lot. It's called, um, huh, three, this is called levels of financial freedom. So level one is just covering your, your daily or your monthly expenses whatever those monthly expenses are. So the formula basically is what are, what are your monthly expenses? Let's take, say you have a house, you have, let's say your housing, your car, your food, um, insurance or uh, f family, whatever. That number is what you have to, re what you have to replace in order to like replace from either business income or through passive income in order to leave your nine to five as at the base level. If you want to, uh, that is what you have to, to cover in order to be able to live comfortably. So the goal for level one financial freedom is to be able to lower your monthly expenses. Instead of you having to increase your income to a certain amount, you can do both. You can increase your income while decreasing your expenses to get there faster. And so what we end up doing for is um, for, to lower our housing expense, because if you look at a pie chart, matter of fact, before I even get there, if you look at a pie chart. You will see that uh, and break out, break down your um your monthly expenses into a pie chart. You will see that the housing probably takes up 33 to 50 percent of your gross month or of your monthly um expenses. And so people what people try to do to lower expenses is try to cut out all the little things. They try to cut out their Netflix subscription, cut out, cut off their Amazon subscription. They stop going out to um, get the get a morning coffee before work. All those things are like minuscule. I don't know how much Netflix is. It's less than a hundred dollars a month. Same thing with Amazon. Less than less than twenty dollars a month. Um, more a cup of coffee may be five dollars if you multiply that times thirty every day uh, that you go every day throughout the month. You can go get a coffee. That's one hundred fifty dollars. All of those numbers are minuscule. How much is your rent payment though? Your rent payment is probably like a thousand to two thousand, depending on where you live, of course, because um, it can definitely vary uh, on a on a higher or low scale. But your rent payment could be eight hundred, a thousand, whatever. So, if, what if you eliminated that? If you eliminate that, 
Now you have drastically decreased your monthly expenses. And now you had needs to significantly less income to replace your day-to-day expenses. Yeah. So what we end up doing is this term called house hacking, something that we learned while we were studying, studying real estate. What house hacking is, is basically where you buy a house a, or a, uh, a residential uh, home, whether it's a one unit, two, three or four unit. So it can be like a duplex, triplex or quadplex. You live in one or well, an area of the home and run out the rest. And wow. so the, the base concept comes from like, let's say you had a duplex yeah. where you can buy a, a pretty, pretty much a two unit. You live in one unit, run out the other one. The rent that you collect from the other unit pays for the mortgage. That's the base level um, that people that people first are introduced to it as. Okay. Sometimes you may not have a two, three or four unit, though. So what I ended up doing when I was in grad school, I bought a four bedroom house. The four bedroom house, I lived in one bedroom and rented out three other bedrooms. And so from that, <laughs> the um, the what's it called? The mortgage was eight, eight uh, fifty. I think the mortgage was like eight fifty. The rents I collected were. Uh, God, I remember these numbers now. I think they were like five ninety five, like four hundred, and then four ninety five, something like that. I remember they they totaled to four fourteen forty. That I just those three different bedrooms totaled to fourteen forty that I was collecting in rent. So now in the mortgage and then some. So yes, I pay off the mortgage in full. I pay off all the utilities in full, and I was able to cash flow a little bit extra for like variable expenses, wow. all while living there. So I'm living for free. I'm getting paid to live there. And then I'm making all the money that I'm making from my from my um, grad research assistant job. I'm able to pocket all of that. So now that's going into investing into education that can go into building your business that can go into ex, uh, expediting your way towards building wealth. Because now you've lowered your biggest monthly expense. All you have left is your car, especially this really works very well when you are uh, like young and single. Like that's just the facts of it because you have lower less expenses. So for me, young and single, it worked really well because now I don't have a car note. I've been I was driving the same car since um, what's it called high school, beat up and and all. People laugh at me because they because it, it drives because um it's like a like a gas guzzler makes a lot of noise. Don't matter. It doesn't have a car note, so that's less overhead. <clears throat> Excuse me, less overhead. And so now I like to worry about is food. Look, let me pause you right there because. What I'm hearing is the discomfort, right? Mm-hmm. And people also want the instant gratification. Oh, yeah, that's huge. Driving, you're driving this beat-up car, which we've all done, but we made a race to get out of that beat-up car and get into you know, something new, something nice, maybe even a luxury vehicle. You're right. Which drains all your resources. And then also with the living situation, uh, you know, people don't want somebody else rooming with them or sharing their space. <laughs> So, so how did you get yourself in, you know, in the mindset or the the will to just be like, look, I'm going to be uncomfortable for a specific period of time? That is it. So perfect word that you're using is sort of comfortable. We actually uh, created a term. It's called comfortability versus profitability. And so what it means is that the more comfortable you are, uh-huh. the less profitable you are. And if you choose to become more uncomfortable, the more profitable you will be. And our goal is if our goal is early financial freedom, we have to just delay gratification for a finite amount of time. So let's say if we delay gratification for four to five years, 
that supercharges our way to being able to achieve financial freedom at an early age and being able to live the life that we desire for the next 40 or 50, 60 years versus the people who rush out to go buy the best house, the dream house, to buy the dream car right out of college. They are pretty much tying themselves up and to with larger monthly expenses. So now you have to build up your business up a whole lot more to even leave your nine to five. And it may require you more time than what you are able to give because of the fact that you have to, to create so much income for yourself in order to survive. And so now you're pretty much tying yourself up to the point where you may end up working for the next 40 years. And so so we delay gratification for five years. You were working for those first five years. You may have had you may have had a better lifestyle, but because we were delaying before, now we're going to be able to achieve level two financial freedom. So level one was just covering your base monthly expenses. Level two is where you are able to live your dream lifestyle because now your business has grown to a certain level. You've had time to invest into the business and like uh, build proper systems in place to build a team around you to where now you can afford a lifestyle that you desire. So whatever your dream life is, what the, the big mansion, forget the intro level um, house that you were trying to get, get going, getting out of college, forget the intro level um, luxury car. Now you can get the Lambos. Now that, you, that delay in yeah. presentation actually propels you to you actually skip over like you said the house mm-hmm. to purchase you kind of skip over that level in life and then you go to a much higher level because you you delayed it a little bit yes sir so because you delay early you're you reap the fruit the fruits of your um labor way earlier as well because you are living like no one else early so now you'll be able to live like no one else can later and that is the ultimate goal. That's so having all that in mind is why we're OK with being uncomfortable right now, because we know we have a vision for where we want our life to be at. And we know that we're not going to be able to get there as fast as we want to if our expenses are so high early on. Yeah. So that's the two levels. Any more levels? Because level three, <laughs> level three is just where you can buy anything money can buy. That's where you can invest millions. So what you do what? You can buy anything money can buy. That's you can like money is just a you laugh at the word money at that point because you have so much coming in, so residual, where you can invest millions of dollars into different foundations that you care about. You can travel the world as many times as you want to. You can do, no no money is not an issue at that point. At level three, like that is it's you sneeze and make a hundred thousand. Like that's that's what level three looks like. I'm trying to I'm trying to get to level three. I think I need or some more delays, man. I got yeah, man. So, but it, that's why I said it all starts with that level. With starts off with building towards level one, and you can't you can't you can get to level one a lot faster by decreasing your expenses while you increase your income. So that's so level one. The um, I guess the slogan for level one to achieve level one is comfortability comfortability versus profitability. That's like the slogan to achieve level one. It's just lowering your expenses and uh, delayed gratification to be able to achieve that first level. Got it. And I'm, I'm noticing something just throughout your journey of success, which only from our conversation started way back in seventh grade. Um, knowing you've probably been successful from preschool, they were probably yeah. this kid knows ABCs forward, backward, sideways. <laughs> you've also done that same method of delayed gratification with college. There's so many people that skip over the education part because 
it's hard. It's not it's not easy. Even applying to college uh, can mm-hmm. be difficult or be a deterrent. Filling out your fast book can be a man. <laughs> going through all of this stuff. Yeah. And, you know what? I'm going to sacrifice. I'm going to stay focused and committed. You ran the 4.0. You did all of this stuff. So you're continuing to live this lifestyle of uh, comfortability versus profitability. It's become, it's become you. <laughs> yeah. So in a way, I, I could definitely see it as such. Um, I would say I don't, also don't want to take all the credit either, because especially getting into college, I give tremendous credit to uh, the, the people that I had around me, especially like my parents, my yeah. dad, even. Um, I think that back when I was like in junior and senior year of, of high school, I know that he did a lot to help me out as far as getting into different um, colleges. So one thing he would do is for one, he would sign me up for different uh, football camps like throughout the summers. But then more importantly, after I got game film from the season, he would send it out to like hundreds of probably even thousands of different coaches around the country. Like he was adamant, like we're like, I know that. My, so matter of fact, this is a good point to make with this. There's a saying from Grant Cardone. It's, um, that's a, gr- a big real estate mogul. He says, best known beats best. <laughs> yep. Best known beats best means that you can be the best person out there, like in whatever you're doing. But if nobody knows you, it doesn't even matter. Like when you think about toothpaste, uh, what, what's your first brand you think about? Uh, Colgate. Colgate. If you hear somebody ask that question, it could be it's going to probably be Colgate or Crest as the answer more times than not. That's because there could be a, a perfect, way better toothpaste out there that nobody knows about because they don't know about it. They're not going to buy it. They're going to go with what they know, which is Colgate and Crest. Same thing back in um, high school, going to college. I could be the best athlete in the world. If nobody knows me, they're not going to give me a scholarship. So my dad was like, man, I got to get him in front of more people because I know that this he's good. I just need people to see that. If more people, more coaches see it, it's going to give me a, a better chance of getting recruited by somebody and being able to get that full rise scholarship. So I owe a lot to having that system around me. But I wouldn't say it's, it's impossible to do it for yourself. I just say that I, I'm not going to claim that I did it alone alone either, though. Man, but it's awesome to have that kind of support system. And then um, to be able to look back and acknowledge it, too, that, that you had somebody there to drive you, uh, motivate you. And, and keep pushing you forward and, and to believe in you. I mean, just yeah. out to that many uh, recruiters or or um, coaches and colleges, I mean, that's somebody who, who really supports and believes in you. No doubt. I mean, so I, I definitely want to say shout out to my support system because even my extended family, like my grandmother, aunt, uncle, cousins, like a lot of people have been great supporters of me as I continue to elevate through different levels of life, whether it was through grade school, junior high, high school, college, even after uh, college graduating entrepreneurship, I have a great support system. So I definitely want to say shout out to all of them because a lot of what I am today wouldn't be possible without them. Awesome. And then you're continuing to uh, invest in real estate and what other type of uh, businesses or investments are you, you currently in? So primarily, um, my real estate right now is really just been focused on like the house hacks. So I don't want to focus too much on anything besides the actual business that I'm doing, which is the rental car space. So um, for anybody who doesn't know, uh, me and my dad also went into the rental car business starting back in August of 2020. So I graduated from Purdue in July of 2020. And we had heard so many different people on our podcast that were doing different businesses and I was telling my dad, I was, I was telling everybody, I said, soon as, as soon as I graduate college, graduate from grad school, 
one of these businesses that I learned about from all these different gifts, I'm getting into something. I'm itching. Like, I got to do something. Like, I feel like I've been in a jail cell at this point because I'm just watching everybody else doing all these different businesses and I can't. And I'm writing a thesis. <laughs> so I'm doing homework at, at, at midnight. I'm yeah. like, bro, I, I don't have a time capacity right now. But as soon as I get it, I'm jumping into something. I'm jumping into a lot of somethings, actually. The problem with most entrepreneurs is that, actually, they jump into everything when they first get started. So it's a good thing and a bad thing because it's it's a good thing because you don't know you don't know what you don't know. So you want to try everything. But it's a bad thing because most people continue to try to try to build up everything all at once. And so <clears throat> if like for me, for instance, when I first graduated from Purdue, I tried to get into stock options. I tried to get into rental cars. I'm not going to say tried. I, I delved into each one of these. So stock options, rental cars, um, mobile homes, tried to um, build out an app for myself. I tried to um, get into pe- a pest control business, tow trucking. And I used like, bro, what, what, are you, what are you doing? Like I tried to sell T-shirts, um, <laughs> lots of different things that I wanted that I was actually pursuing all at one time. And so it's like, bro, you're not a you're not an entrepreneur. You're just confused at this point. <laughs> like, you don't know what you want to do in life. And so I learned that because of the morning meetup, just to sh- shout out to the morning meetup. That was one thing that I learned leaving 2020 was that the art of focusing on one thing. So as we left 2020, say which, again, which is your gift. So, <laughs> right. And so when I encompass my gift of, of focusing and consistency with whatever, it doesn't matter what the business is. And that's another big one. It doesn't matter what business I chose. I could have chose mobile homes. I could have chose stock options. I could have chose real estate, could have chose anything. But when I focus, that's when I'm going to begin to excel in it. So when I t- we took rental cars because me and my dad had been running that business for like four or five months and we're like, this is this is doing pretty well. Like, what if we focused in on this and actually started getting a few more vehicles in our fleet? And so going from December 2020 to January 2021, I set out a goal for 2021 to achieve, to achieve 10 cars in 2021. We achieved 10 cars by, I think, August. And uh, we were able to uh, acquire a total of 12 cars in 2021. I think we ended with a total of, I think, a 10 or 11. Um, I'm starting to lose count now because it's it's really about to start ramping up now. But that was all because of the fact that we chose to focus in on one thing yeah. because I wouldn't have gotten that far had I been trying to build the mobile home business while simultaneously trying to start my own app while try- simultaneously trying to sell T-shirts. It wouldn't have been possible because you don't have you only have so much time in a day. So if you imagine having five buckets and you can only you have a hundred you have, let's say, a hundred gallons of water. If you put all 100 gallons into one bucket of water, that w- that bucket is going to overflow. But if you have to s- spread it out between all five buckets, each one is going to get a little bit of your time. None, none of them are going to overflow. Each one is going to just get a little bit. And so they're all going to be s- sitting here needing more. And that's kind of what you do as an entrepreneur when you get into too many different things at one time. You're not able to give enough attention to anything to reap the harvest or, or the overflow uh, of the like everything that you put all the effort that you're putting into that into those buckets. So that's kind of what we learned from 2020 going into 2021. That's a good lesson to learn. I've I've been in the, uh, the same boat myself, you know. Um a little bit of this is kind of trying to find yourself and your passion and your gift. Some yeah. early and some people don't get it, you know, until a little bit later. 
And sometimes you have to try these different things until you hit something that just that just really speaks to you and you find out, look, this is my gift. This is my passion. Yep. But then you should definitely uh, lock in like, and just be dedicated to that one thing. Yeah. And I would say, man, we've had one guest that came on our podcast. Shout out Andre Hatchett. There was one thing that I love that he said. So he actually runs a, no- a mobile notary business. He says that he's not necessarily passionate about the mobile notary business, but what he is passionate about is what it can do for him. So you may not even be passionate about what you do, but it may enable you to do what you want to do. It's because if it has value in the market, that is where you want to make sure that you capitalize on that opportunity because that can propel you to do what you want to do, whether it's uh, living out your purpose or whether it's just being able to able to live your, your dream lifestyle. So whether I want to like uh, impact millions by just being able to like speak to people, um, if that's my, one of my passions, I need to be able to have sometimes it's <clears throat> it's way easier to do that when you don't know that money is not an issue. So if you build up a business that can support your lifestyle, that's what level two financial freedom was. You support your dream lifestyle with your business that you've built up that's systematized where you don't have to give your time into it. Whether it's whether the business is your passion or not, it can still provide the lifestyle you desire. And so mobile notary business for him wasn't necessarily his passion, but he was he's now he's able to live the life he wants by like having his dream house, having his dream car, being able to travel the world. That's all he says the passion comes on the back end for some people. And that's still possible. Yes, yes. Well, look, I appreciate you so much for, for sharing so much with us. Um, one last thing I did want to talk to you about, though, you have a, a course or a mentorship that people can actually learn how to do what it is that you're doing so they can be successful like these. <laughs> yes, sir. So, like I said, my niche is in the rental car space. So if people are looking to achieve financial freedom from their from the starting off with the car in their driveway, they can do that by like renting out their cars on platforms such as like Turo. There's other platforms like Hire Car, and um, that's a, a w- way for people to get started in the rental car business. So what we really do is we target people who are looking to build another stream of income that may end up being their ultimate business at some point. So our program, uh, me, our being me and my dad, is called Rebus Rental Cars. So we're actually looking to do a full on uh, brand rebranding of it. But right now we have rebusrentalcars.com forward slash course. And you'll be able to tap into the entire program that we put together. It's a six phase program that teaches you how to go from having no cars in order to well, all the way to actually building out your business and having um having a fleet of cars where that you know how to operate, rent out, park, all that, all everything in between getting your car uh, purchased from the dealership all the way to actually operating the business on Turo, hire car, et cetera. So that's um, what the course is all about. And um, that's a good way. That's how we've been able to, um, be, that's how I've been able to build my way towards early financial freedom by going through through the rental car business. Thank you. I appreciate you um, sharing that. And I appreciate you giving back with platforms like your course, your mentorship, and, and your podcast, because a lot of people are like you were when they first read that that rich dad, poor dad or something that interests them. And they don't have a community that they can be around. And it's things like what you're offering that allows people to to branch out. Oh, and yeah. No, no doubt, man. That you gave um, will be in the description, but also uh, the link tree that is scrolling across right there. They could tap in uh, to that link as well. And I'll make sure that they have. Uh, adequate access to get to it. We don't want them to miss that. (laughs) Yes, sir. No doubt.
Yeah. So um, I got something I like to do. Uh, the, the show's called Successfully It's Clues Podcast. So I like to point out at least uh, three clues that I noticed uh, throughout our conversation. And I'm quite sure the guest will notice uh, so much more. But the first thing I noticed was you talk about what your superpower is, what your gift is, and that's um, your, your ability to stay focused and, and dedicate your consistency. And um, consistency is definitely a key in becoming successful in whether it's in the corporate sector or whether it's in your education or even in entrepreneurship. You have to uh, remain dedicated to something and be consistent. And then uh, you, you talked about your support system. And I think um, the support system and community, like yep. you were talking about, you have to find yourself other like-minded individuals who are going the same direction or are already in place where you want to be. I think, um, you know, things like your show, things like this show, and uh, even the morning meetup, mm-hmm. those type of places, if you don't already have that in your community, those are places that you can uh, tap into that that type of thing. And then um, the third thing, I have to say, it's the uh, delayed gratification. Which yeah. talks, you know, um, you know, being uncomfortable for a specific amount of time, so that way you can skip levels and really get uh, where you want to be and get to that financial freedom. Um, and you, you talked about you know money not even being an object, and <laughs> and that's something I like to you know you know kind of think about because you know. For, for most of us, our entire lives have been based off of um, not the options, but what we can do based off of our resources. Right. And, and um, it, it's awesome to get to a place where you can actually change that. Yes, sir. Now, I love the takeaways that you have from here. Um, <clears throat> the first one that you said, repeat that one. Do you remember it? Because um, I, I had I had three of them that I wanted to talk about as well. That kind of was very synonymous with it. Matter of fact, I remember it now. You said consistency. You said community. You said delayed gratification. I was thinking of one more. I know I didn't talk about it here, but when you talk about, I did. Th- I've done three C's before, and I know there was one that was also a big factor that I think a lot of people can take away from this entire conversation. The word is confidence. You get you gain confidence by first gaining competence. So yeah. competence comes from the education piece. I don't want y'all. I don't want people to overlook that because the education is where everything started off at. Before we got before I got into real estate, it was the education. Before I got into rental cars, it was education. Before I um, left nine to five, it was all educating on how I'm going to be able to execute this. So when you become competent in an area, that gives you the confidence to take action and to uh, be willing to go with what you know is to be true based on what you've studied, based on what you've seen. That confidence was really a lot. That played a huge role in me being able to do everything that I've been able to do today. But like I said, it first comes from the education and competence of it. Thank you so much. I want to remind everybody out there, if you can dream it, you can achieve it. Until next time on Success Leaves Clues Podcast. Yes, sir. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.